0: All right. Stream time. <laughs> All right. Hopefully, everybody can hear right. us now. The stream from Speak Free was not fully ended yet, and so we'll have to correct those kinds of issues as we proceed here. Folks, we're trying to incorporate new technology, and I'm, I'm really bad at that. <laughs> so, how are you doing, Brother Rick? Doing fantastic. Hope you are. Yeah, I am, except for the constant... Uh, Uh, trouble issues i have with uh, the internet and technology Uh, technology and i don't get along too well but however uh, let me just go into the chat room really quick Uh, are we broadcasting to eurofolk radio i hope okay so i have to get into the chat room to find out and let's see what we got going here but in any case uh just to Tough times never last tough, people do. Okay, good to go. Thank you, Sussex Man. Thank you, everybody in the chat room. All right, so we'll get get this act together. It's just I have to push all the right buttons to make everything work. So last time we ended, uh, well, b- by the way, welcome everybody, it's Voice of Christian Israel on Eurofolk Radio, and we ended on Galatians chapter 3, and we were basically talking about how Hagar was sent away by both Sarah and Abraham so, so as not to impede the inheritance that, which was going to be given to Isaac, okay? And so we haven't even talked about the children of Keturah yet, but because the uh, the issue between Isaac and Hagar is, is talked about in the New Testament, we we ventured into Galatians chapter three. So let's go there everybody galatians chapter 3 and pick it up i think probably toward the end of that chapter where these issues are discussed and so i'm in chapter 3 now let's see where we're at and let's see the uh we did discuss this a little bit last time but it's such an important issue speaking of the exclusivity of the people of israel and the bloodline of adam Right that we've been talking about on the previous show. So Galatians chapter three fifteen, and just uh, go ahead and comment as I read here, because these verses have been horribly translated by the King James Translation Committee. Uh, because number one, the word Jew. Uh, is indiscriminately applied to Judahites in the Old Testament and to Judeans in the New Testament. And it, you can't have a word that it has two definitely contradictory meanings. I don't know, Do you have anything to say about that, uh, Brother Rick?
1: Well, we can uh, sort of come from that on verse 15 alone, the word brethren. Uh, okay. This is a, uh, a genetic statement, uh, a link to, uh, to what we're actually talking about, that this is an exclusive genetic promise. So uh, we probably just start right there, I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, well, okay. So let me read that because the word brethren in Greek is adelphos and uh, 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 it means the womb, a brother, literally or figuratively near or remote, much like a brother. But the actual Greek definition is from the same womb. So it's those of us who come from the same womb of Sarah in particular, okay, all of us Israelites have come from the womb of Sarah, and then that's branched off into Rebecca. All of us, all of us Israelites came through the womb of Rebecca. Unfortunately, some Edomites came through her womb too, because Esau married outside of his race and became the father or the progenitor of many of the Canaanite tribes after he married into them. And so but this this may be why the Jews in John 8, 4 said, yeah, we are not the uh, so, the uh, product of fornication, but that that is a lie, isn't it? They are the product of fornication.
1: Uh, well, that's part of the curse, apparently, and, and the reason for some of the prophecies of uh, the retribution that would come. As far as I'm concerned, is the actual reason for the 70 weeks prophecy, uh, which I contend is uh, basically fulfilled uh, with... Uh, that's the very reason you have chapter 7 of Acts where uh, Stephen is basically rebuking them and uh, letting them know, hey, the uh, the temple is our body. And then right. in the next chapter, you have uh, Philip going down and witnessing to uh, some of the descendants of the house of Israel. So you have a change of a major change event taking place between Acts chapter 7 and ch- Acts chapter 8 that relates to this very same subject. Uh, it, it's, a, it's part of the uh, punishment or the curse that uh, I contend that came upon the uh, people for one reason: uh, miscegenation.
0: Yeah. Now it's very interesting uh, that uh, Stephen talked about the fact that we we are the temple of Yahweh, and and uh, so did Paul. Paul talked That's about true. that. Okay. And right. uh, if if you don't mind going to uh, actually quoting Stephen's words there. Okay. Because, uh, because I, I forgot about that, and uh, we probably should. But let me read verse uh, Galatians 3.15. Brethren, be, being those who come from the same womb, and of course, those of us Israelites come from four different wombs, uh, Jacob's four wives, okay? And uh, uh, Rachel, let's see, help me out. Rachel, uh, who were who the other wives? Uh, Leah. Uh, Leah,
1: and then the two uh, uh, made uh, handmaids,
0: right? Handmaids, uh, or Bila. I don't, I don't Bila. remember their names, <laughs> and the other one. Okay, help us out in the chat room. Okay, anyway, all of us Israelites are descended from one of those four wombs. Okay, we know we should know the names of our grandmothers, should we not? <laughs> right. Okay. So let me read verse fifteen, brethren. I speak after the matter of men. Okay, so he's. Now, I'm not sure if he's saying that this is a parable or not, but he is an Adamite. Though it be, but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man us or added there. So he's, I think he's referring here to the fact that this is a flesh and blood covenant that uh, comes down to us through the bloodlines, okay? And uh, through these four women of the Old Testament. And so he says, if it be confirmed... Uh, But if it be is an addition by the King James Translation Committee. So without those words added, yet confirmed, that could be, that could be a simple statement. The the word if is not contained in the New Testament prose, folks. That word if is not contained there. So it may be more of a statement than a question. Uh, No man disannulleth or addeth unto. Which is very similar to the command Moses gave in, uh, I believe it's Deuteronomy four two, where he says, "No, no person should add or subtract from the words of this this record, this written and record so by me." Go ahead. Yeah. When people want to sc-
1: claim that, uh, oh, no, uh, the entire New Covenant changed the whole outlook, uh, yeah. and now it's no longer just to physical Israel. It's to whosoever will, let him come. Well, right. you know, taking that such a passage out of context and misapplying it is uh, one of the most uh, damnable heresies that we've got going on in the, the Christian ranks. They don't Amen. understand. That's not what it's talking about. And uh, they therefore, they automatically are... Uh, promoting another gospel with with their their, uh, universalism.
0: Yes, absolutely. And uh, the, the New Testament is not a universalistic document. It's not antinomian. It's not any of the things which the Rothschilds created through the Schofield Reference Bible, right? All of those doctrines came in with Schofield. And it's Schofield and the Jewish publications. Well, By the way, the Jews control virtually all Bible publication these days, so it's very hard to get non-Jewish, uh, you know, teaching anymore through the Scriptures. All right. So, and let me re- repeat this: But a man's covenant be con- yet be confirmed, no man disannuleth or addeth thereto. So nobody, no human being can add or subtract from these the, the law and the promises and the covenants. That's what he's saying, correct?
1: That's correct, uh, that, that, yeah. and that's what I mean. It's Paul nor the Messiah, neither neither Paul nor Messiah could come in and alter the a, right. the, uh, a different group of people eligible for this uh, covenant base. And by the way, your New Testament does not teach such a thing. It is right. corruption of terms and corruption of interpretation that uh, brought this uh, erroneous yes.
0: idea into being and and, uh yeah you can't stand on that no well well, we we, we could fall on that but nobody can stand (laughs) on that right yeah and so this verse in galatians chapter three and all of the new testament is still the continuation of the covenant message that is exclusive to the direct descendants of abraham isaac and jacob and no other people that's that's what the bible is all about okay so uh, th- this verse, uh, Galatians three fifteen, is simply stating that fact that none of this has changed, and nobody can change it. Okay. So, uh, have you got that episode with Stephen?
1: Yes. Yeah, so we we have. Uh, what do you want me to start? I mean, there's a, there's a big subject uh,
0: here. So let's say, yeah. uh,
1: okay, forty. We'll start in seven forty four. Our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness, as he had appointed, speaking unto Moses, that he should make it according to the fashion that he had seen, which also our fathers. So he's not talking yeah. about hottentots and, and pygmies. No, they're not uh, talking about Pharisees
0: we, either, right? <laughs> that that's, why the Pharisees, that's why the Pharisees were enraged by his words because uh, cause they knew that they, they aren't of those same people, that they're a different Wait. bloodline. Back to you.
1: Which also our fathers that came after brought in with Yahshua. This is uh, the Old Testament patriarch folks. This is the the fellow who was the captain of Israel back there. This is not talking about Yahshua the Messiah. By the way, there's another passage in your Bible, this one and another passage, where the translators just by default automatically change these terms. Right. Uh, and I contend they didn't recognize what was going on or
0: oh, yeah, for sure. they,
1: real, they realized his actual name, which was would, would, would have been Yahshua. But anyway, into right. the possession of the nations whom Yahweh drave out before the face of our fathers unto the – obviously then uh, the other races or those that was driven out were not the fathers he has in mind.
0: That's right. <laughs> we're genetically, we're genetically
1: specific again, folks. Unto That's the right. days of David. Who found favor before Yahweh and desired to find a, uh, find a tabernacle for the mighty one of Jacob? <clears throat> but Solomon built him an house. Howbeit the, the most high dwelleth not in temples made with hands. There you go. As saith the prophet. Yes, yes. What, so well, those... what temple is he dwelling in, folks? Well, the same yeah. one that Paul brings out as well. This yeah, is a us. new... A, a new foundation for the uh, uh, temple, temple, wherein he's going to place his law. If you right. understand the new covenant message, yeah. Uh, heaven, heaven is the, my throne, and earth is my footstool. Oh, I thought Satan owned this earth. <laughs> Everybody, this brother tells me Satan owns this earth. Well, temporarily. Uh, temporarily. There's a little yeah. problem. What what house will ye build me? Say of oh, Yahweh, right, or what right. is the place of my rest? Hath not my hand made all these things? Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did. So uh-huh. do ye. Who's he talking to, folks? Is he talking yeah, yeah. to? Uh, yeah, yeah. Take a yeah, look. He, why, is,
0: why, which why of we... the
1: prophets have not your fathers persecuted, and they right. have slain them, which sh- showed uh, before? of the coming of the just one Yashua folks. And right. whom ye have been now the betrayers and oh
0: what? Murderers. Yes. Amen. Oh yeah so he's anti Semitic. He's obviously yeah. anti Semitic <laughs> <He's anti-Jewish, right? laughs> <laughs> who have so received him.
1: the who have received the law by the dispensation of Malachim or angels and have not kept it. One of the problems folks right there. Uh they don't yeah.
0: keep the Law of Yahweh, and, Amen. Uh, Amen. Watch out. So, so we have three witnesses in scriptures telling us that the Jews are uh, descended from the Canaanites, and uh, that they cannot do anything good in this world, or, or any any world for that matter. And so that's John chapter eight, Matthew chapter twenty-three, and now Acts chapter seven, where Stephen reiterates. And uh, were these Pharisees not offended? By what he had to say, (laughs) Well, the
1: very next passage sort of tells you a little bit. When they heard these things, they wanted to toss roses and flowers at him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. Ooh. This is like, uh, Yeah,
0: right. Yeah.
1: But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of Yahweh and Yahshua standing on the right hand of Yahweh. Beam me Uh, up, Scotty. It's to make sure these terms are corrected (laughs) here. It said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of Yahweh. Oh, I thought he was Yahweh, somebody told me in the past. Yeah, right. Right. There's some issues here, folks. You need to break down the heavenly host correctly, or you're going to be in the same camp as, well, that spirit of anti Messiah who deny the Father and the Son. So be careful. (laughs) Uh, then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. Right. they like Hondas, looks like. Right. Uh, and <laughs> cast him out. That's another sorry joke. I, I got it. Okay. Right. And, and cast him out of the city and stoned him. Oh. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's
0: feet oh. whose name was... Saul. Saul, right, right. So he did not cast any stones upon Stephen. He that's was just, a, he was their hat check boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, that's yeah, what that's, he was. That's correct. Okay. This, uh, yeah.
1: this is part of the, uh, actually, as far as I'm concerned, it's part of the conversion factor that will eventually yeah. happen to this fellow, this individual. Yeah, but anyway. very good. Uh, so
0: that was excellent. Uh, so uh, uh, Stephen confirms what uh, what both John and Matthew have told us about these Pharisees and their bloodline. Beware be of them. These are the ones who have murdered our prophets. And of course, some, in, even in the case of Yahshua, the true full-blooded Judahites and Israelites participated, which they uh, you know, had to acknowledge here in the book of Acts. There is a that. statement
1: regarding that somewhere, that, uh, where well, they Peter. were at the uh, trial of Yahshua. and uh, because of the particular individuals in the crowd shouting particular things, the rest of the crowd basically follows suit.
0: Right. Uh, so yeah. yeah,
1: you have you have uh, instigators, and you have people who are just going to follow along, and that's basically what happened. So we did have. Uh, fellow israelites that were uh, screaming for the execution of yahshua as well because they were being led to and fro with a voice of a wicked one there so yeah
0: and and it's my contention that even today most judeo-christians would that yahshua come in the flesh i'm not sure if he's going to be coming in the flesh or not but certainly coming back in clouds of glory uh, but w- will he incarnate in the flesh to lead us again? If he did come in the flesh, these Judeos would participate in his execution all over again. Exactly. He, w- he would be considered a racist. That's why I've
1: been thrown out of some of them places. <laughs> 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 I'm right? <fine> with
0: that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. So let's reiterate, because this Galatians from 315 to the end is extremely important. Now, verse 16. Now to Abraham and his offspring... It says seed here, but the best translation here is offspring because it is asserted in the plural, which makes it much clearer. Now, to Abraham and his offspring were the promises made. Now, is there any indication anywhere in Scripture that these promises are generalized to all peoples everywhere?
1: Uh, no, actually, it's uh, quite the contrary. They are extremely mm-hmm. exclusive, and as like we mentioned last week, uh, a lot of what you see going on in Galatians chapter three and four uh, ultimately is reiterated in uh, chapter yes. nine of the book of Romans, You're where right. the, he, he specifically says concerning the uh, the offspring of of Abraham uh, is that uh, everything other than those through Isaac are are other than Isaac, are children of the flesh. And remember right. what he did. He gave them a gift and sent them away. Right.
0: No, we're still talking about Hagar. We'll get to Keturah next time. But yeah, the Ishmaelites were sent away and to, so they could not interfere in the uh, inheritance of Isaac. That's exactly why. Okay. And so and that's what this is all about. Paul is acknowledging this exclusivity in his writings however when the king james translation committee got their hands on paul's writings they proceeded to change the meanings of words and sometimes even the meanings of words in strong concordance to reflect jewish teaching it wasn't paul and paul is not a jew right a lot of a lot of people in identity uh, accuse paul of being a jew and uh, rejecting the Old Testament covenants. How do you feel about that? Isn't that a false accusation against Paul?
1: Well, I, I contend that uh, he says he was a Benjamite. And right. uh, once you understand the breakdown of some of these terms, now you may be able to say that he was of the house of Yehudah, uh, right. but we're talking about a uh, house of Yehuda consisted of uh, Benjamin and uh, the tribe of Judah. Right. And so right. uh, if you somebody wants to misuse the term, uh, then he could have been identified as part of the house of Yehuda. Right, but, uh, right.
0: Yeah, but he and, said, and of course that
1: would be mistranslated if they're going to use the word Jew. That's one we we uh, you know continuously point out this is a made up term an erroneous term. You need to go back to the original text, either your Hebrew or your uh, your uh, this what we call the Greek text today, which I contend is not the original. But regardless, uh, well, we got it, right. and but you can still use the, you can still use it, and you can still fix these errors. That's uh, right. and you'll find out that it basically is uh, Yehuda. Uh, and so yeah. it could be pointing at whether he's of the house of Yehudah. Uh, right. And he's already identified which tribe he is of. So he's not going to be of the tribe of Judah.
0: Yeah. So very quickly for new new listeners, when Solomon died, the kingdom was broken up into two houses. The southern kingdom was just two tribes, namely Judah and Benjamin. And then the rest of the tribes were the northern kingdom uh, uh, headquartered at Samaria. Those tw- those ten tribes, plus a smattering of of the house of Judah as well, were taken north uh, to Assyria and eventually migrated into Europe and created the European nation states. All right,
1: absolutely. So you have yeah. a, and not only there, from, but that, that this is the beginning. The your uh, Euro, your European nation states is the beginning of the multitude of nations that was promised Amen. in the first place. Amen. And, Amen. And, and Amen. And so and they they expanded <laughs> from that, and you, they end up forming Canada, the United States, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, Perhaps South Africa, uh, if, right. it, if it can hold on, <laughs> and, uh, right. uh, you know, so, and more. Uh, and uh, th- this is yeah. a promise, a fulfillment of promise, folks, regardless if they yeah. knew who they were or not. That doesn't matter. And this identifies, folks, one of the things you need to put confidence and faith in, that Yahweh's providence is at work regardless of the mindset of the people. He is doing certain things. He's keeping his promises for his namesake. And so the multitude of nations, came forth whether they knew who they were or not it doesn't matter that uh, that that uh it needs to be understood and it by the way it wasn't this mother of harlot paganism uh that uh, this so-called church that came forth right. and, and corrupted the teachings that caused this no if you if you really wanted to get rid of the church back then you would have got rid of the dark ages along with it as far as i'm concerned so right anyway yeah Absolutely. Don't get me on my soapbox, dude. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Right. Well, this is something our people need to know, the working out of history uh, of various churches. And even the, the Protestant uh, Reformation was subverted. It had, uh, had a good start. And, and Martin Luther's intention was to reform the church, not destroy it. Okay, yes, and they wound up trying to destroy him. Yeah, <laughs> right. okay, it was never Reformed. That's the problem. And now the the Reformation Church is just as bad as the Roman Catholic Church, and they're just as bad as the Pharisees making up uh, ritualistic laws for us to follow instead of being his obedient people. Okay. Making
1: void the law by their, t- by their no rituals. Difference. Yes, There's No different than traditions. Uh, with the the uh, Pharisees, Edom, the Pharisees did in the past, which Joshua condemned.
0: Amen. And so, and in fact, uh, there's a great book. I think uh, we mentioned it last time, uh, the two seed, no, not the two seeds of Babylon. The, yeah. Uh, the two Babylon's, the two Babylon's, which uh, is basically a showing that the Roman Catholic church just picked up Babylonian teaching and ran with it. <laughs>
1: Right, Absolutely. And uh, And, that book is available for free. Anybody wants to download it on my website there.
0: Oh, okay. Very good. All right. The two Babylons. All right. right. So let's continue with verse 16. Now to Abraham and his offspring were the promises made, he saith not, and to offsprings as to various types of offspring. No, it's only the direct line of descent from Abraham. No outside paternity or maternity is allowed. Otherwise Nothing the outside isn't... of
1: the promises are are promised. That's the whole thing. I mean it's just That's... like you made mention I think last week about uh, you know a, a reading coming to a, a, a will that is being read at the lawyer's office. Somebody knocks on the door say, "Hey, I'm I'm here to get my part." Well, you're <laughs> yeah. not
0: included. I'm a in Jew. I I I get to, I get something, don't I? <laughs> right? The Jew lawyer will be certainly knocking at the door. I guarantee you that. If it's
1: percent right? or whatever, 30% probably. Yeah,
0: right amen all right and not to offsprings in the plural as of many but as of one one offspring one line of descent and to thy offspring which is anointed and here there's even conflict within christian identity how this should be interpreted well i think we mentioned last week that even though yahshua was the offspring of david He did not need to be redeemed. Yahshua did not die on the cross for himself, or did he? Uh,
1: The the death on the tree, the torture stake, is specifically, specifically for the uh, sins of the people.
0: Right. We'll say it that way. Sins of the people. And since he was sinless... He did not need to die for his own sins. A lot of people miss this. So the correct translation, in my opinion here, is anointed. The seed, that is the offspring of Israel, which is anointed. We are an anointed people, okay? And they, they uh, falsely capitalize the word Christ here. It should be lowercase. And should, uh, there's no need to translate it into the Greek. It is anointed, which is anointed. Verse 17. And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before of uh, Theos in Yahshua, the law which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of none effect. Now, here's the second time Paul is telling us that nobody can, or nothing, not even the Mosaic law could annul the promises and covenants made between us and Yahweh, correct?
1: Well, Yahweh's not a liar, and so oh. there's no way of, uh, of changing this.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and that's so what he's the saying. Promises
1: laid down, uh, and uh, like, I, like I said earlier, the, the Romans nine passage, uh, especially uh, about uh, three through five. There, it it's it concretes this into the ground, ground that there's nothing going to uh, change this. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to continue until the second advent and beyond. That's right.
0: Certain. That's and, right.
1: Uh, it it w- after the second advent, there'll be no question as to what we're talking about because many uh will be uh right. we'll say purged. Yeah.
0: Amen. Amen. It's it's sad to to see that it has to be that way that we can't uh, convert our own people to the truth to the to the exclusive uh, racist truth that this Bible is actually containing. Well, there's, there's Second there's,
1: Thessalonians chapter 2. I, we won't need to get into it, I guess, but I'm telling sure. you, it's one of the da- most dangerous sections of yeah. Scripture. And I'm telling yeah. you, Yahweh is the one who is behind the curse to damn many an right. Israelite because they reject his law and they have pleasure in unrighteousness. Amen. Folks, Amen. better wake up.
0: Better wake up. And that's why the churches never quote Second Thessalonians chapter 2 because they are of that re- rebellious people who have no love for the truth. You have to have a love for the truth to be an Israelite. You can't really grow in in the word unless you have a love for the truth, right? Thy, thy
1: righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. My tongue Amen. shall I speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. Psalm so one nineteen one forty 172 people. Okay. The law of Yahweh is the truth that he's actually pointing out in my view. And right. uh, by the no, way, this same totally. law is the thing thing that 's supposed to stop your mouth and find all the world guilty it 's what 's showing right. you what sin is time and time again. does Paul even uh, bring this this fact out and uh, By the way, the law of Yahweh is also included as part of the true gospel, according to first Peter chapter right. one eight through eleven. Uh, it, it's also what establishes, quote, sound doctrine, unquote. So you want to throw away the law. And guess what? You're the one who's got the unsound doctrine, unsound doctrine. You're the one that's promoting Judaizing. Why? Why would I say you're promoting Judaizing if you reject the laws of Yahweh? Because that's exactly what they did. They made void the law by their traditions. And guess what? Christianity is doing the exact same thing. Christianity is the Judaizer because they're pushing the same agenda to make void the law by their pagan solar cult delusions and pagan feast days and all this other nine yards of garbage. They better repent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this is why the scriptures, especially the New Testament, had to be so dramatically altered in the translations. And even King James ordered the translation committee to use certain words and uh, and uh, not use certain others. Like, they, he ordered them not to use "congregation." They had to use the word "church" instead of "congregation," which would include the Anglican Church, right? <laughs> uh, I believe and, that is.
1: And that term, uh, from what I understand, uh, that term "church" goes back to. Uh... Uh, Egypt, uh, right. and is uh, one of the names that was uh, certain temples were referred to, if
0: I remember correctly. It's been a long time since I looked at it, but it, it goes yeah, back to Egypt, if I remember right. Yeah, it's uh, a but, pagan term. Uh, There's no doubt it's a pagan term. Kirka auf Deutsch, right? Yep. Kirka, and uh, that, it refers to the circle of, that the pagans got into when they worshipped around the oak tree. <laughs> okay, right? Maybe King James was doing that.
1: Well, you know, yes. one of the well, hey, if you read, if, folks, if there is a publication known as the Geneva Bible, it's a reprinted version. But you can buy a reprinted version of the Geneva Bible if you want to find out some really, really brief description of some of the evil that supposedly King James was involved in. I don't know. I'm just telling you yeah. where you can find some That's information. What uh, yeah. you, you can find it in the front of the, that Geneva Bible reprint book. I'm telling you, it's some okay. wicked stuff. I don't know if you want to read it. Uh, you know, yeah, the Bible does talk about don't even discuss those things that are done in secret like that. So uh, <laughs> it's some well, wicked uh, stuff.
0: Yeah, he was trying to kill them because they would not submit to the Anglican Church,
1: right? Yeah, all this so, aside, you, yeah. you still have the King James translators telling you, folks. They tell right, you right. where the name Jehovah comes from. It was Jews. Whispering right. in their ear, tell, hey, we're going to take the vowel points off of the term Adonai and add them to the Tetragrammaton, and we're going to give you this new word, Jehovah, so you can Amen. put it in your Bible. And yeah. Jehovah. Uh, admit it. Jehovah eventually yeah. came out. And then they also tell you another one. Hey, don't put the Tetragrammaton in there. Use this instead. The Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's the type right. of crap was going on, whispering in the translator's ears. Bunch of Edomite Khazar Jews sitting there telling them to hide the name. Right, folks, it's name. in there almost eight thousand times, and they just they they cover it up. And you want to sit here and tell me that I'm being bad by pointing it out because right? I want to correct it?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, why, why don't John. you get
1: onto these folks over here that, that deliberately, deliberately, knowingly it. altered it so you would Amen. not be calling on His name?
0: Right. Now, didn't Paul just say that you should not, uh, you cannot annul or disannul the the written word? That's so correct. why are and people there, doing therefore, it?
1: Therefore, none of these issues are going to actually affect the exclusive remnant oh, right. of the chosen few. Yeah. They will yeah. be shown somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah. The right. Spirit of Yahweh will reveal these things to the people that are supposed to say it.
0: Revelation three nine: for those who say they are Jews and are not, but who will worship at your feet. <laughs> okay, Doesn't mean they will accept us as their lords and masters because they're going to burn. One way or the other, they're going to burn, right?
1: Yeah, well, that's, there's another passage that talks about where they're at in that so-called worship, and it, there's another passage that talks about how they're ashes under our
0: feet. So anyway. <laughs> right, exactly. There you go. There you go. So, verse 18. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise, but Theos gave it to Abraham by promise. Again, we're talking about promise. Promise. And so Romans chapter
1: 9 tells you about the promises who who the, who the promises pertain to who are israelites to whom pertaineth the promises
0: yes and only to us and no other people okay so the exclusivity they, they did they did their absolute best to distort the word uh, the words of paul and they done more distortion of paul I think because the Catholic Church adopted Paul, right? And uh, he was in Rome. Uh, Peter was never in Rome. Paul was in Rome. But neither one of those was ever a bishop or a pope in in Rome, okay? Certainly either. Well, they did kill Paul in Rome. And Peter never went to Rome. From my understanding, he never even went to Rome. And uh, he went actually east to Babylon because there were still Israelites of the house of Judah in Babylon, who were still living there and uh, but that fulfills the promise in genesis 15 where it, it tells us that all of these israelites these israelites would inherit all this land from the river of egypt to the river uh, tigris and euphrates which our people did in the days that yashua walked the earth okay so he continues oh i'm sorry uh, i lost my place here we were at uh, verse 18 i believe I, uh-,
1: uh you already started in the nineteen, but yeah you commented on nineteen, I believe yeah,
0: yeah, so let me get it. back there my my computer jumped off to the very beginning here, okay, so again, he uses the word promise twice in this verse, verse nineteen, wherefore then serveth the law? it was added because of transgressions till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. To whom was the promise made?
1: Was the promise not? was made to those that were promised, and that is the, 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 the chosen lineage, the lineage that's of the... That's right. The, uh, the, the offspring. And so the offspring, this, yes. The seed is going to come to uh, those that were promised, and that it's a, that's another element of exclusivity. It's never going to change. It's never going to uh, change. And this, uh, this law uh service wherefore then serve the law it was added because of transgression well hold on folks just look at the logic of what he's just said it was oh, added because of transgress transgression transgressing what where there's no yeah. law there's no transgression folks so what right. transgression is he talking about So so what then what was added what was yeah. added to the law because of transgressions well he's talking about these sacrificial systems folks He's not talking about you got the right to get rid of the law of Yahweh. He's telling That's you right. that you got rid of the sacrificial systems. Why? Because the seed came. That's right. why. The one the mediator came. The mediator see it came. in the next right. verse, etc. Now you're dealing with a a an element that, uh, by the way, it is redundantly spoken of again over in the book of Hebrews. So this is not one passage taken out of context. We're dealing with other passages that, that bring this thing up. That it, uh, it talks of how uh, this should continue until the time of Reformation. And no, it's not talking about the Reformation of the Protestant organization. No, It's talking about the Reformation where the new covenant was brought in, where uh, the Messiah has now become our
0: mediator. Amen. Amen. Now, it's very interesting uh, because uh, that throws, I think, light on verse 20, which I'll read right after rereading verse 19, where until the offspring should come to whom the promise was made, or the promises, because there are many promises, not just a single promise. The covenant relationship, the, the prophecies were made to be fulfilled exclusively by Israelites and no other people. So there's a lot involved in this word promise here. It's not just a one single promise, folks, and that word "seed is sperma. I don't think you can uh take the word sperma and make a metaphor out of that. <laughs> right Sperma is literal physical seed, folks, okay, and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Now, the concept of the mediator I think applies to verse twenty, which is obscure. And, and, uh, and I've read this many times, but the because the word mediator is added into verse twenty. Uh, let me read verse twenty. Now a mediator is not, and they add these words a mediator of one, and let me read it without that second word mediator included. Now a mediator is not of one, but Theos is one. I think what Paul is trying to say here is that Yahweh can't be the mediator because he's the one who made out the will, right? He made out the will, so there has to be a mediator between Yahweh and the people of Israel. I and think this that's First what...
1: Timothy two five. Okay, uh, so go ahead. For there, there is one Yahweh and one mediator between Yahweh and men, the man Messiah, Yahshua. So Amen. He, he's being he's redundant again. This is a, a, another yeah. redundant statement, and uh, there's nothing unusual, except there, here's, this is one of the things that I want to keep driving home. John does come back and, and say that the spirit of anti-Messiah, one of the things the spirit of anti-Messiah does, therefore look for it in religion, people. If it's, if it's something that, that he's pointing out, it's the spirit of anti-messiah, look for it to manifest in religion. And mm-hmm. what is it? Well, they deny the Father and the Son. Right. And the only, there's only one re- reason he worded it that way, because he's driving home the point of their distinction. And right. we just gave you a passage here out of 1 Timothy. There's another one right here in Galatians 3.20 that's basically telling you the exact same thing. And uh, while they are unified in spirit, they are certainly different entities the
0: father and the son. Amen. Amen. Uh, They're different persons. I think that's uh, probably the easiest way to put it. Is the law then against the promises, and here it's plural, the promises of Theos? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. Now, Paul elsewhere says that the law is holy, just, and good. But I think there he's referring to the entirety of the law, the law of righteousness, whereas the law of sacrifice was added to the law of righteousness. And that that only was what was done away with at Calvary. Your thoughts there?
1: I'm sitting here thinking about uh, these... uh... Is the law then against the promises of God? How no. in the world could it be? Yeah, couldn't be. Impossible. Right. That's For there why He's a putting given, yeah. given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. Right. So right. Just keep in mind, folks. He's not doing away with the law. Amen. He's just Amen. pointing out that uh, uh, these promises were not because of by the way not because of obedience or lack thereof but because of a promise mm-hmm. in other words uh abraham was uh he goes back he he's he's touching on the same thing that he touched on earlier in the chapter here that these and, and other places also where uh these the, the things to abraham were not done because of uh abraham's uh, obedience
0: necessarily but because of his faith Yes. Yeah. Which does include the, the practice of uh, being faithful Absolutely. includes practicing righteousness. So he, that's why he brings up righteousness. Verily, righteousness should have been by the law. But uh, yeah. if you know the law and don't practice it, then you're still being unrighteous, which is what yeah. all of the Israelites were were doing in those days.
1: Yes. And one of the key points also that we'll throw in here is uh, so uh, these law uh Rejectors, uh, they'll often say, well, Abraham wasn't keeping the law. Well, your Bible specifically says that Abraham was keeping the law, keeping yeah, so the was, Torah. It's the actual word that used that. Now, this is long
0: before Moses ever reiterated it right? on the mountain. <laughs> and put it into writing, right? Apparently it was That's not correct. in writing until then. Yeah, okay. So, so, uh, and and the reason he's saying, using the word righteousness here, is if the Israelites were able to keep the whole of the law, then righteousness should have come. But they couldn't, right? I, I think what Paul is driving at here is some people obey the law so that they won't get caught, right? And that's most people. But some people obey the law because they know the law is good, holy, just, and good, as Paul says elsewhere. The law is holy, just, and good, right? But we just can't keep it because we have a fallen nature, for lack of a better term, okay? So, verse 22. But the Scripture has concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of of, of Yahshua Messiah might be given to them that believe. So, well... You have to believe that Yahshua is your Messiah, and if you don't believe that, then as I think we discussed last, day, then you're not one of, you're not a true Israelite if you don't accept that.
1: Uh, absolutely. So you have a uh, curse placed upon you, actually,
0: right. when you reject uh, the the chosen one. Amen. Amen. And he is the chosen one, not the Jews, folks. All right. <laughs> Right, but before faith, let me me look at the word faith here, and this is uh, pistis, okay, that is persuasion, that is credence, a moral conviction, fidelity is the very last entry, and I like that one the best. Fidelity means that you uh, choose to live by the law, you choose to live by righteousness, okay, we may come short of that. But we are choosing to live according to that. It just—it's not mere belief. A lot of—and the word faith is actually a bad translation, in my opinion. It should have been translated fidelity, because fidelity uh, implies that you have to obey something, You have to be true to something. Whereas mere belief—what do you believe? You believe in your own version of the scriptures? What good does that do you? <laughs> you have to believe in the truth, and right? without works is dead. Type of thing. There you go. There you go. All right, now let's continue. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster unto Yahshua, unto Christos, that we might be justified by faith. So, ultimately, that we would internalize the teachings and live thereby. Faithfulness. All right, verse 26. For ye are all children of God by faith in Yahshua, Messiah, and here we have Christ Jesus, because his name is given as well, so that the anointed one is a reference to him, there specifically. For as many of you as have been baptized into Messiah, have put on Messiah, okay, there is neither, Oh no, here we have some real major translation problems here, there is neither, I'll just read it as it should have been written, there is neither Judahite, nor dispersed Hellenistic Israelite. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Yahshua Messiah. Okay? So the two problematic words, and in fact Greek is not a bad translation because it's referring to those Israelites who dwelt in the Greco-Roman world. But the word Jew is a real problem here because a lot of people assume that he's talking about those Antichrist Jews that we know and love today right
1: yeah they and equate. then the word that they translate greek there is the word helen
0: right Helene. okay mm. which means that we're talking about and it brings up john seven thirty five, where yahshua tells the pharisees i have another flock that is not of this fold and they reason among themselves well well should he go should he go to the dispersed among the greeks Okay, so that word dispersed is uh, talking about the ten lost tribes and yeah. uh, fellow travelers, okay? right?
1: Absolutely, and we, keep in mind that uh, you have a, uh, a letter that was sent from uh, the uh, Spartans Gen- to Jerusalem, right. uh, mm-hmm. claiming that they were distant relatives. Uh, and then you have in the book of Maccabees the la- letter answering back,
0: confirming mm-hmm. that
1: that's the case. They are right. distant relatives. Mm-hmm.
0: So, and then James one one to the 12 tribes scattered abroad, greetings, right? Again, that's another verse that the Judeo-Christian ministry never mentions, because that tells you that all 12 tribes were still in existence in those days. And as you just pointed out, they were communicating with one another. And the, the epistle of James was such a letter.
1: Well, the, the, the second Esdras uh, book, uh, I believe it's, uh, I think it's chapter 13, if I remember right, but, uh, which is fourth. Ezra Ezra. in Catholic publications, keep in mind. Uh, Well, it tells us there that these dispersed Israelites uh, were migrating into an area known as Arsareth, which Mm -hmm. is um, basically an area uh, north and
0: uh, west
1: of the Black Sea. Sea. Right.
0: Yeah. Right on the other side of the Caucasus Mountains. Correct. Where the term Caucasian comes from. That's right, so it's almost almost a stone's throw <laughs> if it, or maybe a, a paper airplane <laughs> might, might land there, right? OK, but yeah, they, that's, they, they traverse the Caucasus Mountains, as is prophesied in Isaiah 1116. There shall be a second exodus of my people across the Caucasus Mountains, as it was in the days when Israel left Egypt. It makes a direct reference back to Egypt, and it was virtually the same number of people. Two million Israelites left Egypt under the cloud, and two million Israelites uh, crossed the Caucasus Mountains from Assyria. Okay, so very similar. Some of them passed away on the
1: journey, as there are some grave sites still there, from what I understand. uh, That is uh, right. uh, Have have inscriptions that. identify them as such Amen.
0: So. and they had stone circumcision knives and they were still circumcising their offspring even though they had left you know uh, the 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 fold so to speak uh, way back around 900 a.d but this was 745 uh, sorry bc this was 745 bc so they still after only 150 years still had awareness of who they were that they were israelites okay they still had that and that letter uh, in one of those two books you mentioned said, we, we, where we go, we will keep Yahweh's laws, which we had not done in the past. But that was a, an empty promise, right?
1: <laughs> well, right. it's interesting you bring that point up because uh, mm-hmm. in the, uh, the rise and fall of the Roman Empire by Gibbons, there's a six-volume set. It's available for free on my website if you want to download it and read it from that. But there is – I, I wish I could remember where the location is. But there's a strange little section in there it just blew me away. Uh, it, he's talking about – now, this is history, folks. Rome would hesitate – Invading or attacking on, at certain times, and he names off one instance where I believe he was referencing some of the Germanic tribes right. before Rome would invade or was going to attack them. They it specifically says they were waiting until they were keeping Passover. Oh, all right. <laughs> and then then Rome oh, attacked. Wow. Now just tell me, folks, what in the world were they doing keeping Passover way up yonder right. and wherever that territory was? I, I, I thought yeah. he said German. I'm, if I'm, I pagan, might be mistaken as yeah. far as which group it is, but uh, yeah, they were well, holding yeah. off on the, the attack until they were they were caught. They could catch them ke- keeping Passover. But anyway.
0: Right. So even in those early days, they were still keeping the feast. Uh, uh, I don't know when they began eating pork, <laughs> but uh, th- th- there's records of these uh, northern tribes, these so-called pagan tribes. They were not fully paganized yet. They were, were not eating pork, and they were circumcising their male offspring. Yeah. Okay. These are, these are historical records, folks. So we're just about out of time. So one more verse, verse tw- uh, 29. And if ye be Christ, or if ye be anointed, I don't believe that this is a, a possessive noun here. They had to change the grammar of this word. If ye be anointed, that is if ye be of the anointed sperma, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. This is all about us being heirs to the, all the promises and the covenants in it's our Joint, joint in
1: heirs our... with Messiah.
0: Joint heirs. Amen. Amen. Because he had to be born in the flesh too, but he was sinless, so he did not need to be redeemed. Very important point that a lot of uh, you know Christians miss and a lot of our people miss. Okay, So we're here to try to explain these things to the Judeo-Christian audience who may be tuning in and uh, you know, un- understanding that the New Testament has been corrupted by the churches under the auspices of the Jewish teachings of the Masoretes the Masoretes who distorted the word by deleting the name of Yahweh almost 8,000 times and changing the meanings of words such as Jew and Gentile, all right? The vast majority of the uses of the word Gentile is referring back to Israelites,
1: not yeah, make no to- mistake. We're dealing with a conspiracy to try to uh, seize the inheritance, folks. You need to Amen. be watchful for it all over the place, including with your own translations or translators uh, right. as they gave you deliberate uh, cover-ups and deliberate uh, misdirects so be careful yeah.
0: and, and as Paul says the modern uh, Israelite world is in a state of apostasy that clearly only applies, applies to our people the rest of the world doesn't matter we are in a state of apostasy and we need to come out of that apostasy. Brother Rick, thanks for elaborating on these passages. Next week, we'll finally get into Galatians chapter four. Thank you very much for, for listening, everybody. Sorry about the connection problems we've had during the day. I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're going to get all that fixed by next weekend. So thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. Take care, everybody. Bye bye. Fiery words and arise In the pages of the Patriarch We can read on every line Of the kindness of commandment And the all he undertook
1: That before we called He answered us In the pages of the book It
0: is the key it is the door, more than ink and cloth and page Each line reserved in blood and tears To speak to each new age Come read the very thoughts of God Hear what wisdom has to say For in three thousand years and more It hasn't
1: age a day